Welcome to the 30th episode of the Red Sox Unfiltered Podcast. I am your host, Patrick Green. This is our second off-season episode. Um, it's going to be super awesome. We got joining me, as always, my lovely co-host, Dave Latham. Dave, say hi to everybody. How's it going, everyone? Always happy to be here. Yeah, Dave's in the building, and we also got in the building Chris Drozine, our other lovely co-host. Co- say hi. Hi. That was beautiful. So, um, <laughs> great hi right there. Great hi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I should really just start doing stuff like that. I have a tough time finding a new and creative way to introduce myself every time, and just, it's not really new or creative anymore. Just say hi. Yeah. Yeah, just say hi. Just all, all we need. Some, just, yeah, <laughs> hold on. They've heard the introduction by now, probably. Yeah. But, yeah, so today we've got some topics relating to the Red Sox, but we're actually, since... Topics are obviously scarce right now. The offseason isn't in the thick of things. Minimal transactions are happening. There hasn't been a lot with the Red Sox other than we got the World Series MVP back, which is exciting. But other than that, there hasn't been much. So we'll definitely talk Red Sox. But we're actually going to even kind of transition into more MLB as a whole, which is different if you've listened to this podcast. Obviously, the title is the Red Sox Unfiltered Podcast, the Both Sox Unfiltered Podcast. So we're mainly focused on the Red Sox and We'll try to relate these MLB topics into Red Sox in, as a whole because it's kind of easy to do that. Um, but, yeah, guys, uh, we've got a rapid-fire segment that Chris is going to introduce later in the show, which is super exciting, too. And it's just going to be he's going to be asking us some MLB questions. Um, so that's fun. But we're actually going to have to start with the biggest news of the week for the Boston Red Sox, and it's probably second now to James Paxton going to the Yankees. But we're going to start out with Steve Pierce, World Series and. MVP coming back to Boston. He's amped up about it. He's been tweeting about it. Uh, it's a one-year, six point two five million dollar deal with a lot of incentives. Um, I think the idea still here is to kind of maintain that platoon with Mitch Moreland. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Steve Pierce obviously has a really good track record of of hitting the ball in general. Some people kind of think he's more of a platoon player, but I think last year he kind of showed that he was fourth, I believe in the league and expected Woba up there with like Mookie Betts, J.D. Martinez ahead of Aaron Judge. So the man can flat out rake. His defense is underrated. This seems pretty cheap to me um, to get him back at this price. I know he's obviously up there in age, but Dave, what did you think about this move? Well, I'm psyched to have Steve Pierce back. I like the guy. I know as much as you do, Pat. You're like in love with him, but you know, it's a really Maybe. good signing. I think he's a great platoon and I think it gives us Time to develop Chafis at a slower uh, pace than we otherwise would. They're talking about making him a second baseman. In my mind, he's more fit to be first if he can't be third. Devers is blocking him at third. But I really uh, like this. gives us more chance to really figure out what we have with Chafis. It, it makes us a better team all around. I don't think Steve Pierce is going to be quite as good as he was with us last year. I think he had something of a career year. He'll still be a good hitter, but he's not going to be that good per se but the thing i love the most about it is it's a one-year deal because 2019 we still have that money wiggle room mookie bogey sale all those guys are still on pretty affordable contracts next year everything gets expensive and steve pierce is not going to be a part of that payroll looking down to 2020 steve pierce is a great player but at that point you're going to have to make some hard business decisions and i'm glad I, i want as much free space as possible when those guys start hitting free agency. So this is a really good move by the Red Sox in basically every way. 
I agree with everything you said, except, you know, I'm probably more bullish on his outlook for 2019 than most people are. Uh, but Chris, before I go into that a little deeper, please tell me what your thoughts were about this move. Can you have a career year at the age of like 35? Jose Batista Mitch started was an being, all-star. Yeah, yeah, Jose Batista started hitting but at Mitch like Moreland, what, age Mitch 33? Mitch 32. David Ortiz's best season was uh, yeah, 20, yeah, I 2016. Guess, I guess. Just like, it's just weird to be like, career year when he's 35. But I think wrong, wrong sport, but Tom Brady's like from 2015 to 2017, best years of his career was like, yeah, you know, late dudes, 30s. Nick Marquez was an all-star for the first time in his, what, 20-year career, 16-year career? In yeah, but I feel like, I feel like Marquez had better seasons. Uh, I... Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Marquez stats, just, I just yeah. feel like no, it's true. Better it's true. No, no, you're, you're right. You're right. You're right. Nick Marquez. We don't. Yeah, we don't know that Steve Pierce isn't on the TB12 method. There hey, could be a pretty st- direct cause effect here. So the good, the good news on. is Nick Marquez is in our isn't in our crosshairs this week. Um, so Will Middlebrooks, you're welcome. Um, but no, Steve Pierce. It's it's a uh, it's worthwhile. I mean, I I thought he was going to get two years, kind of like Mitch Moreland's contract. Um, but it sounds like he took a little bit of a discount to stay, and that's kind of what they needed him to do because they got to fit him into the payroll somehow. And like like Dave said, they you know after 2019, all bets are off with money. There's like there's a lot of money coming off the books after 2019, so it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's not uh, obviously a lot of long-term implications in terms of financial commitment with this move, which is nice. Red Sox, obviously, as you guys have both mentioned, have a lot of money to concern themselves with in the future contract. But going back to the point I kind of briefly mentioned, but now I want to go a little more in depth with it. Steve Pierce did have a career year. Um, and the thing was, his statistics suggest, like you would think, like he's he, he if for 140 WRC plus this season, his career average is 113. So you're probably thinking, okay, he must have gotten a little lucky. That's not the case. An average uh, Babbitt batting average of balls and plays like 302. His was 303 this year. His expected WOBA suggests he actually should have hit even better than what he actually produced. He had a 398x WOBA, which I said was fourth best in the entire MLB among qualifiers with at least 150 batted balls in play. And then his actual WOBA was 382. So this guy really turned things around. He hit barrels at a clip, like almost double his career norm. It went from like to 11.4. I don't know how much of an aberration this was, because if you'll remember, um, in 2014, he hit 21 home runs for 161 WRC+. plus. Obviously, I'm kind of reaching a little far back. But as recently as 2016, he hit for 136 WRC+. plus. Obviously, in 2017 he was dealing with some injuries that carried over in 2018 he had kind of a he did not have as good of a season but i would like to say that 2017 might have been the aberration and i think that steve pierce the steve pierce that we saw last year has a chance to emerge again in 2019 and i get he's older but i think this guy is just a purely good hitter and i think the statistics back that up and there's nothing to me that would suggest that he's going to fall off um, and like it's it's nice because Mitch Moreland was also kind of enigmatic almost because you're not sure really what you're going to get from him. He was an all star, but he had a horrific second half. Was he playing through injuries? I don't know. Moreland's more of a career league average hitter, whereas Pierce is above average, especially later in his career. Um, so I am very excited about this move. I think Steve Pierce has a lot of potential and honestly i think we could be talking about one of the best hitting first basemen in the league if he's given ample opportunities in 2019 quote me on that someone put that down somewhere it's gonna happen maybe 
Yeah. It's going to happen, maybe. That screams confidence. That screams confidence. Um, do you guys have anything else to add about Steve Pierce before we start talking about uh, the new uh, 2018 American League MVP? I think, you, I think you love Steve Pierce a little too much. I don't. This is like this is akin to Dave's affection for Raphael Devers. Like, what, except Dave, my guy's twenty one years old, yeah. and like you know, is a future like borderline MVP type guy. I don't guy care. Is, like, I don't care how old. Notice, he is. notice who he attaches to. He attaches himself to JBJ and Steve Pierce of, of everybody on the Red Sox. This is a good crew. This <laughs> is a good <laughs> Jackie, Jackie, I get. Jackie's you know young. He has that all star potential. He is an all star, and I'm not going to say Steve Pierce isn't, but like by age thirty. By age 35, he kind of is what he is. Look, I'm <laughs> attaching myself to the ALCS MVP and the World Series MVP. And that's about it. But yeah, yeah your yeah. guys are Devers and Price, I would say, right? If you had to yeah. pick your two. I'm attaching myself to Devers. I'm riding I, that train all I, day long I, for the rest of my life. Yeah, I think he got, off, he, he got, off, he got I, off the David I, Price train, didn't you? For, I, I was off it for <laughs> one start. One start the Devers train I've never been off yeah and I never, never will be off All right. I will ride the hell out of the Steve Pierce train in 2019 and then I will get off as after that it's like retirement <laughs> but for for that one year I'm hoping it's uh hoping it's another 30 home run season not another he's never done that before but his first 30 home run season expect it if he gets enough opportunities I'm actually scared that they're going to give more than too many opportunities and then Chavez is obviously in the wing, so we'll see about that. Um, but Mookie Betts is your 2018 American League MVP. This was announced Thursday night. This came as a surprise to absolutely no one. Um, he obviously deserved it. I don't think there was really any argument. I think he got all but two first-place votes. I think he got 28 of 30. Um, the only other first-place votes went to Mike Trout and J.D. Martinez, respectively. So, yeah, Mookie Betts' MVP, we've talked about this before. We've been talking about this since, like, April when we had these debates. It was, like, a throwback to you, me, and Jordan talking about Mike Trout versus Mookie Betts, like, episode three. But, you know, this is episode 30 now, and Mookie Betts won it. Uh, what were your thoughts, Dave? Uh, not really surprised at all. He was clearly the best uh, player in the league for the entire duration of the league. He can do just about everything perfectly. In just every facet of the game, any measurement you want to look at, he was the best or near the very top of the list in just about every statistic that matters. There was He was the clear right choice, and the biggest surprise for me is that there were two people that didn't say he was the MVP. Yeah, one of them went to J.D. Martinez, which, you know, there was a debate about, like, he came in and, like, the unquantifiable, unquantifiable aspects that he brought to the team put him ahead, but... Yeah, I I think Mookie Betts should have been unanimous, but you know there are always those guys who are not guys and girls who are not going to give their vote to the best, clear best player for whatever reason. Um, what about you, Chris? What were your thoughts on this? Um, I was afraid. I'm, I'm good. I'm glad that I'm no longer have to be afraid that Mike Trout was going to steal it. Um, I, I don't know why I was afraid of that. I just feel like I. I Force always, habit for a lot of guys yeah like i just feel like they're just gonna be like well he didn't win the one way back when that he should have won so here you go mike trout it's just it's one of those things where i feel like with mvp you have to take into account where the team was i feel like you can't be a most valuable player if your team is like last because if your team's last you take somebody away for and you take that guy away from the team they're still gonna be last you know what i'm saying 
So, like, what kind of value are you really bringing to the table in that case? So that's I, Jacob Degrom begs to differ. If if I yeah, was, I, mean, I, I don't think that's the best argument for baseball. But just because like, but there's if, only so much one guy can do on a team. This isn't like the quarterback position in football. Yeah. Well, it's true. I, that, that is true. I understand that. But at the same time, I feel like to add value, you should be able to say that okay, you brought your team somewhere. So or. But if you yeah. if you're subtracted from the mix, what's your team look like? Basically, I know the Angels I probably know, win like thirty games without Trout. Well, that's the thing. Like, like I, I would love to know that. Like, I kind of want Mike Trout to go down. I don't want him to go down for a year for some yelling. That's what wins Trout. above replacements for. Yeah, but but wins above replacement. <laughs> oh no! I was kidding with him. I was kidding don't, with him. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> All right, <laughs> listeners, skip. <laughs> listeners, <laughs> skip to roughly the fifty-minute mark, and we'll get <laughs> off this conversation. <laughs> don't take the bait. But no, no, Mookie <laughs> deserved it. I, I want to know who voted for JD Martinez. I'm looking it up now, and I can't find it. Oh, I think it was uh, like. Uh, oh wait, wait, wait! I found it. Hold on, I just had to click one more button. It was Dave Campbell in Minnesota. Unlikely uh, person. That's a random one. Yeah. Uh, very Good for you, Dave Campbell. And then there's Jeff. Who voted for JD? Then there's. You vote for JD. That was that was Dave Campbell. That was the vote. Yeah. Oh. The weird one was, was Trout. Uh, Trout was Jeff Wilson from Texas. Oh, Jeff Wilson. Yeehaw. Probably on Twitter. You can go tweet at him. Probably mad about the whole Astros thing. Yeah, he probably is. But I remember voting took place beforehand, so he didn't even have that animosity coming in. He knew it was coming. Explicable, yeah. The, the, everybody knew it was coming. I have um, I, yeah. I have animosity towards award season, but that's I'm gonna I'm gonna stifle. You're gonna stifle it. I'm we can have a whole. I mean, this would be the best episode to have. Have a, an award, you know, talk about the award system. This is probably, like, the ideal time. If you want to take a minute to rant or something. No. No? Yes. no okay, okay. I'm, I'm also... I'm just... I'm just I, yeah, I'm just afraid of the awards becoming the war awards, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, that's just uh, where oh, yeah. I'm at. That, that's all yeah, I'm afraid of. We, we talked about but that. I, but I've said that before, last so, too. yeah, exactly. So yeah, don't, yeah, don't get yeah. me riled up again, because I'll just bore everybody to tears. Mookie Betts deserve to be envied. We talked about this last week, too. There was really not, like, I mean, you look at war, you look at B-war, you look at F-war, you look at VORP, you look at just the eye test, you look at, even if, if you're one of those guys who subscribes to the philosophy that they have to be on a winning team, Red Sox won 108 games, um, they won the World Series, obviously, like, Mookie Betts had a career year he's great in every facet imaginable he's a defensive demon he's a speedy guy and he obviously adds a value wherever he plays and i don't think there was this is so uh non-questionable that it should have gone to mookie betts so congrats mookie betts it's been a really good year for him um I, there was like an instagram post like mlb made it was like mookie betts with like a bunch of awards he had his gold glove he's had the world series he had the mvp the silver slugger and then he had his first baby because his uh firstborn was like birth a couple weeks ago too so it's been a really good offseason year for mookie Betts. i'm proud how, of the guy how, how does he top this i uh he's gonna bowl a 400 he'll find a way oh this is an interesting thing yeah he'll bowl <laughs> i didn't even think about the that is the better, that is for better than 300 so that is that's yeah that's uh, I'm with, I'm with pretty you. impossible. I um, still remember uh, back um, 
Super Bowl uh, 52 before the Eagles, Mookie Betts was bowling on ESPN that day. And I remember wow. thinking, if Mookie wins a bowling tournament and the Patriots win the Super Bowl, best day of my life. Both teams Sorry lost. It was that. the worst day of my life. Mookie Betts lost a bowling, too? Yeah, he was better than... It was like celebrity bowling, and he, Mookie yeah. was the celebrity. He was better than his professional. His pro let him down. Oh, it was like a team thing. Yeah. Uh, Mookie were going up alone. He would have won. Oh, man. I think, like... What? Chad Ochocinco won it or something like that. Oh, he doesn't deserve it. No, Terrell Owens. It was Terrell Owens. Why do I remember this? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, okay, so last thing on war real quick. Mookie Betts had a, a, it was like his 10.9 F war, it was like 10.6, was better than any F war season that Mike Trout has ever had. So I really don't know how you top that. Um, But now we're going to move on here and we're going to talk about Nathan Avoldi. This is, I think we've all agreed, guys, that this is the guy the Red Sox probably be most interested in bringing back. He's the most important. He obviously had an awesome playoff run. He was awesome down the stretch. He provided the Red Sox with a jolt. He was good, and he was very flexible between the bullpen and the rotation. And now Nathan Avoldi is a free agent, and there are reportedly a lot of teams interested in him. I think the number was at least nine teams. Um, And there are some teams that are interested in even converting him to be a closer. They're trying to get him to be the team's closer. Do people still believe in a closer? Is that still a thing? Are they thinking like a three-inning closer or four-inning closer? I don't know what they have for him. He's a hybrid guy. Um, but what, what do you make of this, Dave? Do you think this is going to hinder the Red Sox chances at all of retaining Nathan Aboldi? Well, when the offseason first started, I like looked around the league and I thought, which teams are interested in Nathan Avaldi? Out of the 30 teams available, I counted 30 that would want him on his team. So really, I'm not surprised that he's a high in-demand guy. I mean, obviously the arm, we've said it before, the Tommy Johns, that is a little bit cause for concern. Maybe it's a big cause for concern, but every pitcher is susceptible to injury. And you know what Avaldi is. He can hit 102. He can sustain his velocity late into games. He's a great starter. He can go into the bullpen. And clearly, he proved in the postseason he can do anything that's called upon him in the biggest moments whenever he's needed. And to me, there's a lot of value to that. So I'm not surprised there's a high amount of demand for him. I'm surprised there are teams that like are going up to Nathan Avaldi and saying, hey, we want you not to start. We want you to be a closer. That sounds weird to me. Like, I don't get why you do that. That's like going to J.D. Martinez and saying, hey, you're about to be the best pinch hitter in baseball. It's like, no, if you've got a great starter, you'd start him. You don't put him in the bullpen. So, uh, if anything, I think that helps our chances, because if we signed him, he's going in the rotation, I think. So, I can't yeah. imagine a world where he doesn't go in the rotation. So, Yeah, if he if he's back with the Red Sox, then he's going to be in the rotation for sure. Uh, what about you, Chris? What are your thoughts? Uh, he's definitely back in the rotation if he does come back, but I feel like I feel like being going up to Uvalde and being like, hey, you want to be a closer is kind of almost an insult to the guy, isn't it, a little bit? Like, I feel like he's proven that he can be a starter. You're just like, you know what, we're going to give you money to not be a starter. And that probably goes back to the the two Tommy Johns, because they're probably afraid of his arm just, like, giving out from going, you know, 150, 200 innings, whatever he gets. Um, But it's not surprising that there's multiple teams. Uh, it's, It's really not. I think the only teams that probably would be out on him are the Marlins because they're not going to spend any money, and uh, I, I'm not even sure. Just, just the Marlins because they're they're other than those new uniforms, they got nothing going for them. Yeah, so 20, they're a dumpster 29 fire. teams. Yeah, they are a dumpster fire. Um, 
O- Orioles are probably out too. They probably know that. Entirely side thing. Did you guys see those Marlins uniforms? The new logo. Actually, I'm colorblind, so I'm a little. Im- I don't trust myself to judge these things. Oh, so so you can't really. All right. But, well, that's uh, hey, that's a off-season nugget for everybody. No, but, look, Dave, I got Dave like the Bleacher colorblind. Report. <laughs> <laughs> I got the Bleacher Report uh, notification, but I never actually looked. Are they like retro? They're. Oh, um, I'm seeing them now. They're they're pretty nice looking. Yeah. I, I, I kind of like them. Peter will find a way to mess it up. I'm indifferent. They're like, I mean, he took down the statue. It's pretty cool because they're like, it's like a blue, and I, I like the blue, and I like the fact that they went back and put the fish on there. That's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, That's pretty retro. They kind, they kind of went like retro but new agey, and they got rid of that god awful orange. That was terrible. Yeah. All right. Enough of the Marlins. No, they, we talked way too much about the Marlins here. That brings me down. Brings me down. Need to be up. Look, we talked a whole episode about the Baltimore Orioles and what a dumpster fire they are. The Marlins can at least get a shout-out, right? No. They can at least get a shout-out for being equally as horrible. Yeah, and I guess and they have... The they NL have, they, they're going to have okay uniforms. Actually. Yeah. And they're going to have okay uniforms. Yeah. And, and the Orioles... It's uh, going to be the only thing okay about that roster. Yep. Yeah. Pretty uh, much. <laughs> Nathan, there was actually more news than Nathan Volde. I don't know if you guys saw, but... He had an MRI to check back to see how he's like, recovering from Tommy John surgery, and he came back with like a resoundingly good bill of health from the doctors. Like they said, like he's he looks as good as someone who's never had Tom, Tommy John surgery. I think that was kind of around what they were saying. So that is encouraging. It might be propaganda to help you know his free agency cause, but that was a quote, and uh, maybe it's important. I yeah, I, I I completely agree with everything you guys said. Um, a lot of teams are going to be in interested in this guy we'll have to wait and see i hope the demand is not rising i think it would be funny if like he the rays called him back up and were like look we're, we're doing this bull thing bullpen thing again we want you to be our super closer and then like sign him to like the biggest franchise deal since evan longoria that would be kind of cool but it not, would not because uh, it would mean avaldi's pitching for an al east team that isn't the red sox the rays are actually my second favorite team in baseball i just like how unconventional they are don't don't tell that to anyone. Even though I just told everyone, I don't actively root for the Rays. But if I had to root for we'll, we'll, another we'll, team in the American League we'll, East, we'll bleep that part out. We'll, yeah. we'll edit that out. I don't think we will. I'm also a Jets fan. Oh, that came out too. Dude. Yeah, I'm not. I'm Dude. not comfortable with that yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, everybody. Um, well, my popularity has just for the worst here. Um, if I had any popularity, but there goes uh, all of our listeners. There goes all of our listeners. I'm, I'm, if I was prepared to host this thing at all, I'd take over as the main host <laughs> right now. Just commandeer the thing. Uh, you might have to. But uh, James Paxton is going to the New York Yankees. This is not Red Sox relevant, but it is the biggest news that has happened in baseball in a while. Um, this happened literally three hours ago, so I'm not even overly prepared to talk about this. But the Yankees had to give up a, a really big package, including Justin Sheffield. Um, Justice Sheffield, who was like one of their top prospects, if not their top prospect. So that is uh, noteworthy. They, they um, Paxton obviously 
when he's having, he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. He's did close to like 12-ish war, even more than that over the past three seasons. This season, he had a 376 ERA, 324 FIP, 3.8 F war. His strikeouts keep going going up, which is good, and his walk rate is kind of staying somewhere in between. Uh, this guy's a really good pitcher. He he will definitely help the New York Yankees, as painfully painful as it is to say. Luis Severino on him at the top is, is a very formidable one-two punch. Probably are not done in the starting market, but the, the reality of the situation is they did have to give up a lot, but considering where the Yankees are and considering Paxton has two years left of control, this kind of makes sense because he's still kind of young. Uh, Dave, what were your thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm not too happy about this one because when I look at what the New York Yankees are doing right now, it basically reminds me of what the 15, 2016, and a little bit of 2017 where they uh, had that great farm system. All the guys sort of got up all at once, and the Yankees are selling what the parts of the farm system they still have left to get, you know, basically build a super team around this young core. So Aaron Judge is there, Mookie Betts, and uh, this Sheffield for uh, Paxton trade is sort of like Armancada for sale in a sense that yeah. makes the, the Yankees makes the Yankees a lot better, obviously, because starting pitching to me was their biggest weakness throughout the 2018 season. And they've gone a long way to shore that up. But at the same point, this isn't handing the Yankees the division by any means, like obviously because it's November still, there's a lot of off season to go. But when I look at it, I still see Chris Sale is better than Paxton or Severino, whichever one they choose to call the ace. Price, when he's on his game, I think can match the other one on any given day. And um, our offense, I still like Mookie more than I like Judge. I still like J.D. more than I like Stanton. They probably have a bit of a deeper lineup. Our bottom third is still a bit of an issue. But, you know, it's these are two very closely matched teams. And instead of, of winning the division by eight games, I think... Uh, whichever team wins the division, it's only going to be by, like, two or three. Yeah, I agree. They're very even rosters. It was kind of like the same thing last year, but obviously worked in the Red Sox favor. Uh, the other two guys, before I get Chris's opinion, were Eric Swanson and Dom Thompson-Williams. Also on Fangraphs, which is where I am right now, they have a article titled, Nathan Avoldi is a Unicorn, and I really want to read this, but I'll have to wait until afterwards to see what that is about. Uh, Chris, what were your thoughts on this? Uh, I, I, I guess he is a unicorn. I don't know. Um, Not Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, James Paxton. This, how many names have we heard that are available this offseason, or theoretically available this offseason? Just pitching. Uh, we got yeah, we got like Corey Garner, Syndergaard, Syndergaard, maybe Carrasco. Yeah. Basically, everyone short of like Ted Williams' frozen remains. So, yeah, why this could obviously not be the only move, but if it is the only move, why James Paxton? Oh, I'd be shocked if this is their only move. You have well, no. So even even if they sign Patrick Corbin, they say they don't trade for another starter, right? Why wouldn't you build a package of your deep farm system and go get a guy? Like, James Paxton doesn't scare me. The, oh, I he, think Paxton he, is the guy. Oh, Paxton doesn't scare Paxton's me. Paxton's phenomenal. Right, a, a few things with that. Paxton's good, but that deep Yankees farm system is sort of a myth from, like, a year or two ago. Because, yes, they used to have a very deep farm system, but entering this offseason... They were near the bottom 10 just because so many of those like great prospects, they're New York Yankees now. They don't have as much 
uh, depth to deal. Their farm system was still better than the Red Sox heading into the season, but they didn't have all those top tier prospects. If they had like, like you know, packaged something together to get like Degrom. Degrom wasn't for sale, but you know, one of those like really elite big name guys. They probably would have drained everything they had left, and Paxton's still still good. This makes sense from a Yankee standpoint. No, so he's good, but he's not like. I just don't feel like he's like ace good. You know what I'm saying? Who, who like, would you Who would you think that they should have traded for in his place? Uh, and I don't head. think Kluber was for sale. I don't think the Indians were no. doing that. Yeah, I don't think I don't, that's what's I, so I don't think I don't think Kluber. I think he's for sale, but I think it's like a. Okay, you got to give us something real good, kind of thing, because they're still the Indians are still trying to contend. They're in a weak division, you know. They wouldn't so, have done the Brad Hand trade if they didn't think they could keep this going for a few more years. Yeah, so I mean, but if you trade Kluber, you can get something good back, you know. And that's probably what they're trying to do. But if if I had to pick a guy, it would probably be uh, Bumgarner. But that's oh, also, I think Max is better than Bumgarner right now. I really so? do. Yeah, I think, I think if you're looking, Bumgarner's, at, Bumgarner's also younger. I think, isn't he? Well, it's, uh, Paxton's younger than 30. Paxton? He is. Paxton's 30. Bumgarner's like 28. He's like 28, isn't really? he? Really? Uh, he is 29. So basically the same yeah, age. Basically the same would, age. Oh, my, yeah, yeah. my God. I had Paxton is... Uh, I mean, Bumgarner's been around since 2009. Did he make his MLB debut he, when he was 12? He was 19. <laughs> Bumgarner. He was 19. I mean, wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Wow, I thought, I thought he was like... Early to mid thirties. Nah, dude. I, yeah, I know. He's he's been okay. Yeah, never think, mind. I just think even even with Bumgarner having some injuries the past couple of years, he's still pitching fairly well. You know what I'm saying? He's still pitching so, fairly like, well. But the injury scares me, obviously. But I just feel like if you want like a guy, I just don't think James. Like it just it's one of those things where like you hear the name James Paxton, that doesn't make me say, "Ooh." It makes me just go. It doesn't. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's not. You know, it's not it, as he doesn't sexy, have the name recognition, but that's but yeah. he's, he's one of the elite guys, especially when he stays healthy. Um, Bumgarner has been worth three point one WAR over the past two seasons, and he's been injured. Paxton is his injuries too, but he's been worth eight WAR. Um, it's just a number, but when you have that big of a gap and that big of a difference in performance, I I would so take Paxton, and I. Uh, I, and I think Bumgarner, for name value, might even net about the same level, and I think Paxton's giving you the better player. But it's not even, like, it's not even name, either. Like, I just don't think, I don't know, I, I just every time I watch James Paxton, just something, something, and I, I haven't watched him a lot, but the few times I have, just something that I was always oh. just like, meh, about it, you know? I don't think it involves them. I, I just don't think it does. I don't, I, I don't, and I don't obviously, think, like, any involves them now. I think I think if they added a couple other guys, it probably would. But it remains well, to be seen what they're going to do. You know. Yeah, uh, they're very Red Sox Yankees very evenly matched. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But Paxton, man, that's kind of scary in my mind at least. But I do want to talk to you guys because we talked about Alex Cora's uh, case as manager of the year on the last episode. He came in second place, but he also got a contract. To- so this will guarantee that Alex Cora would remain in a Red Sox uniform to, to, until at least 2021, and he has an option for 2022. Is this well-deserved, Dave? Absolutely. Um, he came in second for manager of the year. To me, he was. that's probably about what he should have been. You couldn't have ordered any of the top three guys in any order. I think they were all very deserving of the award. But Cora is just such a perfect fit for this team, and you saw it throughout 2018. Every decision he made seemingly was the right one. He had the perfect way of knowing 
one to go with the spreadsheet, one to go with his like heart and his gut, and it just worked out every single time. He has a great relationship with his players. They clearly love him, and he's got a great head for baseball. I think it, I think he's the perfect manager for this type of team, and I'm glad we have him around for the foreseeable future. Retweet. Uh, what about you, Chris? Does anybody not believe that it was deserved? No. All right. There ain't no one out there. Yeah. If Bobby there, Valentine. If there is, please at me at Gopher the Topher. Gopher is spelled like the animal, and Topher is spelled like the animal is spelled but with a T. <laughs> what what made you pick that name? Because I really like that. Gopher the Topher? Yeah. It was, was the Officer's <laughs> weirdness. Here we go. Um, I <laughs> here we go. I wanted to be Topher the Gopher way back when when I was picking like gamer tags and stuff. Okay. And uh they, Topher the Gopher was um, was gone, so I went with Gopher the Topher. I went with Gopher. I think the Gopher Topher the Topher and, sounds better. And Topher was like a name that people when I ran cross country gave to me. So um, it's on like one of my cross country sweatshirts. Someone oh from nice. High school, so yeah. So here I am, Gopher the Topher. <laughs> now the more you know. Yeah. yeah. This is Dave, this is Dave's Dave's colorblind. I'm Gopher the Topher. We need to learn something about That's Pat That's a Jets now. fan. <laughs> oh, yeah, These there are we the go. things He's that you fan. learn in the off-season Red Sox and Filter <laughs> podcast. You don't want to miss this. And it's only November. It's good. This it's thing going to get wild. Dude, <laughs> the, the, baseball ended less than three weeks ago, and we're already talking about this stuff. Oh, it's we're going to have wild. to start like, counting states at this rate. We <laughs> <laughs> start counting blades of grass outside our window. <laughs> There's at least I'm one. I'm serious. There's at least one. I'm saying we are not far off from doing a Chad De La Guerra hour hour long special. We we are not. We are we are not. Uh, Chad, have, if you're out there, hit me up. We want you on the podcast. We want you on the podcast, man. Come on, whenever. Or we if have t- any any other Red Sox prospects, doesn't matter where you are on the rankings. If you're like Michael Chaffis, or if you're I don't know Chad De La Guerra, we'll take you. Even if you're a high school prospect, would we would we do that? How far no, are we I'm not? Yeah, I mean, we got time. We got it time. has to be a legit one. Like, yeah, if like you're a playing, Bryce Harper level. Like, yeah, no, if you're playing, if you're like the number eight hitter in Longmeadow High School, well, no, no, get out of here, but. Okay, so we're not just going to have random high school kids just come around and, okay, that, that's fine. We um, got standards, Pat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got to have some standards. Jeez. We got to have some standards for the show. Um, but yeah, we have a Twitter question. Only one this time. Kind <laughs> hey, <of a> Twitter <laughs> question. <laughs> we have a singular Twitter question, and it's from our boy Jeff Wax. Did he did he ask us a question last week? I feel like he did. Yeah, I, feel I like think he, he did. Does. He's our most. Is he our most? Would you say he's our most loyal Twitter uh, follower? It's him and Tebow Couch. Tebow Couch is a good man. There's a bunch. There's a bunch out there that are uh, pretty good followers. So there's uh, Lola. I forget her actual Twitter handle, but her name's Lola. And there's like a few. Oddly placed exclamation points. I like her. <laughs> She's good. Yeah, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, but Jeff, uh, he wants to know, guys, who is the major league player not on the Sox right now? Whom, you know, he's he's got this grammatical thing. Was whom instead of who? You think we will acquire before the start of the 2019 season? Chris, you're going first this time. Why am I going first, mommy? Because Jason are going first. Um. Um. Oh man, not currently on the Red Sox. Not yeah. currently on the Red Sox. Currently a free agent. Evaldi doesn't count. Agent. I know. Evaldi I, did you say count. free agents or it's any major league player? So it can be 
the trade uh, guy too. There he was left a wide open for you to explore anyone. I'm gonna go with a reliever, just because I'm such a cop out artist on this one, um, and I'm gonna think that I'm gonna believe what we heard about David Robertson. Ah, oh, Chris, you that was mine. Ha. <laughs> Take it back I first. I still let you. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with Dave Robertson because I, I want to believe that he... It's funny. He was just like, I want to play near my home in Rhode Island. Well, there's literally two teams near your home in Rhode Island, dude. <laughs> or, or the Mets. But who wants to go to the Mets? Let's be real. Um, Nobody wants to go. If you want to go to the Mets, you belong on Suicide Watch. Exactly. So uh, I think he's. I think the Red Sox need a closer. And I think the Craig Kimbrell door is going to close. Uh, I don't know when it's going to close, but soon i assume and we're it's gonna closed. see we're gonna see dave robertson show up and be like yo so dave can i take mine and go my reliever right now so then i'm you don't take mine is that okay with you yeah you can do it i've already i've already got a thing going in my head and it's not a reliever so i'll go last oh, okay are you sure you can go second i just didn't want to be no no all me. yours all okay, yours okay. all right cool 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 mine's i, I a cop out. mine's a cop out anyway so you should go before look, me i was be adventurous and say we're finally going to get rid of the mediocrity that exists at the catcher position, but I think we're going to perpetu- be perpetually stuck with that. Um, God, well, Red Sox haven't had a good catcher since when? Since like Veritek? I mean Veritek, but like I mean Jared Saltalamakia had a good season. Remember that? Wasn't he an All Star? Yeah, he was. Um, but I-, I-, I would like to be risque and say we're going to go and move for Yaz, Monty Grandal, but that doesn't seem realistic nor really practical. I mean, the Red Sox won 108 games with, like, the worst catcher combo, like, in history in terms of offensive and just production in general. So yeah. we can get by with it, and there, there's some good pitch framers with Vasquez and uh, Leon, but it's just awful, and I don't, I'm not bullish on Swire to take the next step. And I don't even think they really trust him defensively to stick at that position. Wait, so, wait, I, wait. I'm going to interrupt you. Yes. They said that they're bringing Swihart into spring training as a catcher. I, I did hear that. I still, I, I'm kind of waiting to see on that. Do we, do uh, we, I, I, that's probably just more off-season trade fodder than anything else. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that is true. I, I'm definitely waiting to see on that. But right. I would love to catch her. JT Ramuto. Oh, that would be my dream. But I, this is pipe dream. Red Sox don't have the resources uh, in the farm system to make that happen. Probably, and nor do I want them to. That would be a lot. So I'm going to go and say Craig Kimbrell's gone. You said David Robertson, Andrew Miller. Let's have a reunion here. Andrew Miller is price is really down because he had an injury riddled 2018 season. Miller, when healthy, still projects as one of the best relievers in baseball. He's going to cost a fraction, and in terms of years too, he could get him on a one-two year deal. Um, and I think Andrew Miller would definitely bolster this bullpen, which is it's kind of looking bare and thin right now. And I think he would slot really nicely between Barnes, Brazier, um, and maybe even Joe Kelly if we bring him back. So I think Miller would be a cheaper solution than David Robertson. I don't feel confident in that statement, but I think they'll probably get around the same. But I think Robertson might command a longer deal. So give me Andrew Miller. Uh, um, and, yeah, that's mine. Dave, take it away with your non-closer pitcher, relief pitcher. All right. So, um, yeah, this is a cop-out. But any major league player that we could get, um, I don't I don't want any one guy in particular. I Like, well, Dave, Robertson was mine because when I heard, like he said, I want to live in Rhode Island, I got my hopes up because I figured – He'd pro- I figured he'd probably just go back to the Yankees, but that really opens the door for the Red Sox. So I'm in on him. I'd really like him. Miller, I'd like him as a good like buy-low target, 
But my my guy for like that you two haven't named is just a role player, and I want it to be a cheap role player. I want the Red Sox. Look, as it is, this team won 108 games and a World Series last year, and the great majority of that core is coming back for another round. So there isn't really that much more we need to have. What I want us to do is to be smart with our money, watch the market play out, and then when you know a bunch of decent guys sign in that first wave, that second wave, make your claims then. Take the cheap options that are essentially just as good as the ones that went for a few million extra. Get that extra money space so that when the trade deadline comes, you can uh, have the money and resources to basically go go up and claim whoever you want to make that final push for your second World Series. So I wrote, yeah, so. I wrote once upon a time, I don't remember what it was, about Dave Dombrowski being uh, not creative with his roster moves. It was kind of like, it was, it was earlier this year about how he pretty much just uh, blew up the farm system, dropped some money everywhere, but he never really got creative creative, you know? So, so I, I wrote about that, and I think, I think we're actually going to start seeing creative Dombrowski, I hope. Because uh, he doesn't really have any more money to throw at the problem, and he doesn't have any more prospects to throw at the problem, so all you got left is creativity. So I think yeah. we're, I think we're going to start. He was pretty creative one. this year. I yeah, exactly. Was, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the trade deadline. Saying. JD Martinez's like, patience. Like yeah. 2016 and 2017, Dombrowski, Dombrowski totally agree with you. But he killed this trade deadline. He found yeah, he Brazier did. pitching in Japan. This was such a good year for him. So what I'm hearing from you, though, Dave, in terms of who we should get, it, it's a Will Middlebrooks spring training invite. Does that sound uh, about- Look, no, don't even joke about me with that, okay? Don't <laughs> missed, even joke. You missed, you missed the biggest part of that, is that Dave Robertson, he doesn't want to pitch for the Red Sox, and he doesn't want to pitch for the Yankees. He wants to pitch for the Pawtucket Red Sox. Oh. Well, too bad that they're going to Worcester. Yeah, yeah they're, that's they're leaving. That's not only 2021, so we're good. He's got, yeah, he's got a good two years. He's got years. a couple years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to talk about the Hall of Fame voting that the Hall of Fame ballot just got announced today, uh, uh, quickly. It's or, or do you have that on your rapid fire here, Chris? Do you want to add that in there? I do not have it on there. Okay, so the 2019 Hall of Fame ballot came out today. Um, I mean, I can add it in. Obviously. Yeah, the big name here who's definitely going to get in, uh, can you guys guess it? He's got the last player to everywhere, 42. He pitched not for the Red Sox, but against the Red Sox way too many times. Mariano Rivera will be a first ballot lock. He's a beast. Um, and then, like, the bubble guys that are intriguing are Roy Halladay, uh, the late Roy Halladay, Todd Helton, and Andy Pettit have cases. And then Edgar Martinez is literally on his last chance, and so was Fred McGriff. And then you got your steroids, uh, you got your steroid block of Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling should be in the Hall of Fame if he wasn't such an asshole. And then you got Larry Walker and still Manny Ramirez and Sammy Sosa along the PED train. Um, what do you guys think about this class, and who do you foresee getting in out of those names I just mentioned? Uh, so, yeah, Mo's obviously making it in. That's not even up for debate. He's the best closer of all time, and frankly, I don't think there's a second place that close to him. Um, he's going to make it. He's one of my favorite guys to ever watch pitch. He's definitely my favorite Yankee to ever watch play. If he was a Red Sox, I'd, he'd probably be my favorite player of all time. It's just... Like, I love good pitching, and there really was nothing better than watching Mo pitch. Uh, thanks for Game 4, 2004, Mo, but, but, you know, aside from that, he was lights out every time he stepped up to the mound. He's making it in. 
Um, I don't think he'll make it in, but Barry Bonds should. Like, I get the whole steroids thing. I get the cheating thing. But, like, that was literally everybody. You can't just take out an entire era of baseball. I mean, I think we as a society can finally move past the, well, they use steroids arguments. Like, yes, yeah, so did, like, freaking everyone back then. But back, like, in the World War II days, people were, like, using, were popping up on shit all the time. It, this sort of thing happens. <laughs> and I'm going to have to give a shout-out to a guy who won't make it, probably doesn't deserve to, well, definitely doesn't deserve to make it, but he's, like, borderline for even being in the conversation. But my guy, Kevin Euclid, was on the ballot. Euclid. Yep. You, you're not going to make it, Euclid, but good job for making it that far. And it's all the more reason I hate Bobby Valentine and Will Middlebrooks, because they just let him have a few more years, maybe. It or all maybe comes his back full circle just, to Will Middlebrooks. Yeah, you know, more Bobby Valentine than Will Middlebrooks. You know, but, you know yeah. what's strange uh, about Both of them are ballot? in my bad. Both of them are in my bad place. What's strange about this ballot is Rick Ankeel is on this ballot, and he's actually trying to come back as a pitcher. Yeah, I did see that. It's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> and knowing Rick Ankeel, he'll make it somewhere. Orioles, yeah. Orioles. Yeah, they were perfect. They're a dumpster fire. Perfect fit. Or the Marlins. Yeah. Well, uh, what, what do you guys that like? Amer- okay, so Mo's definitely going to make it, and, and I think uh, Roy Halladay has a good chance too. But honestly, I really think Edgar Martinez should make it. He is. Oh, he, this is last year on the ballot. He put up numbers comparable, and like, look, I'm the biggest David Ortiz pro Hall of Fame guy you'll ever meet. Edgar Martinez probably was a better hitter than him if you looked at the nitty-gritty of the numbers, like looking at the statistics. Plus, he had, even Martinez's postseason numbers are really good, too, even though you know they weren't as prolific as Ortiz's. The fact that Mart- if Martinez doesn't make it this year, it'll be an absolute disgrace. He is an absolute force, and gosh, I really hope he gets in this year. He was so close last year, 4.6% away. Um, I would love to see him get in. I've been I've been like advocating for that since like 2013. <laughs> and um, did somebody yeah. Yeah, my cat just showed up on my lap. He just screaming, he just, so. he just really wanted to say hello. Yeah, oh, he's a big Edgar Martinez guy too. He was trying. To get it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't. I, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens should be in the Hall of Fame, and I think Manny Ramirez and Sammy Sosa have a compelling case. And Messina and Schilling. There are a lot of guys I think should be on the Hall of Fame ballot, or should be in the Hall of Fame that have not, or that are on this ballot. So we'll see how that goes. Chris, yeah, Christopher, I I think it's time. You ready for the MLB rapid fire? Are, are we doing rapid fire? We're we're doing rapid fire. We're, we're doing rapid so, fire. do you want to preface this? Yeah, do you want to do right. an introduction to this so, segment? So this is, this is the Red Sox Unfiltered Rapid, rapid Fire uh, segment. It, it, it's sponsored by nobody right now. Um, so We need to get like a soundboard or something it, for this. It's brought to you by nobody. Because um, so, we can't be bought. Uh, <laughs> sure. I can be bought. I have numbers. Yeah, um, no, we can be bought. Uh, advertisers listening to this, hit us up. At Bosox Unfiltered. So each week what we're going to do is we're just going to have some indiscriminate amount of questions. Um, they're going to range from anything from MLB, from Red Sox to MLB to random questions about everyday life. Um, this week we kind of have a mix of everything. Um, and I think... 
what we're going to do is, these are meant to be quick questions, quick answers. Uh, for everybody in the audience, I did not preface Dave nor Pat with these answers uh, or with these questions, so they're, they're, they're flying blind here, um, which, is, which is, makes it all the more fun. Now, the, Love the, it. the way this works is I'm going to throw the question out, I'll give my answer, and then you guys will give your answers, and if somebody wants somebody to explain their answer, just say explain, and then we'll put a 30-second timer on you. And that's that's all okay. you get. It's thirty seconds. And no matter where you're at, you just stops. So if no one says it. No one says explain. We just move on, and everybody's left okay, to wonder like up. what okay. we meant by that. Okay. <laughs> all right. I like it. All right. Edgy. Let's do it. You're ready. Let's do it. You ready? I'm ready for the first one right. in Red Sox and filter history. You ready? Groundbreaking. The top ten. Shatter. The top ten MLB trade rumors, free agents from MLB trade rumors. Um, do the Red Sox inevitably sign one of them? If you say yes, which one? Um, for anybody asking, I'm going to leave Ivaldi um, out because we believe that that's happening. So I'm going to leave that one out. Um, but we have Harper, Machado, Patrick Corbin, Dallas Keuchel, Craig Kimbrell, Gasmani Grandal, AJ Pollock, J.A. Happ, and Michael Brantley. I'm going to say No. Pat, what do you say? No. What about no. you, Dave? It's a no for me, dog. We're, we're, all, we're all consensus. All right, all right, cool. I figured Randy that, Jackson I, in the I figured that was going to be it. That was, yeah, it's a, it's a no for me, dog. Um, <laughs> of the Red Sox arbitration eligible players, who is the most likely non-tender candidate? Uh, for me, it's Sandy Leon. Dave? Carson Smith. He's already gone. He's gone. He's oh, gone. you got to pick shit. someone new. <laughs> okay, give me a few options then, because I was I had that. Uh, off the top of my head. I should have typed this out like I did with the top ten uh, part. Shame on me. I'm bad at this. Uh, first round, what are you can do. Um, I know off the top of my head, we've got Tyler Thornburg, um, Sandy Leone, obviously I guess, Xander Bogarts, San- Mookie Betts. Uh, oh, Mookie, yeah. Who it's needs Mookie Betts. Mookie. Mookie. All right, yeah. all right, all right. Cool. Uh, cool. All right, yeah. But Sandy, real answer. All right, Pat. Uh, look, oh wait, I can't even explain. Um, Sandy, Sandy. I need you to explain that. So I'm going to give you 30 seconds. Give me a second. Give a timer. So, wait, so wait, yeah, wait. I, I need to get a timer. I, I need to get, get my timer, timer up. Jesus, hold on. Just go by the timer on your Skype call. Oh yeah, hey, okay, go. Oh okay. So Tyler Thornburg. <laughs> uh, I don't think he's very good. Uh, but I still think that there might be some potential in him. Obviously, he just came back in like the second half of last season. Uh, Red Sox need relievers, so I'm hesitant to say that they will uh, keep. They will actually tender him. But I, yeah, I, it's probably Sandy Leon because they have Swire to Vasquez. But I'm on the fence with that. That was 20 seconds. I think we need to lower the amount of time that you talk. About. Are you worried that you, you if Sandy leaves, time. Rick Porcello might also leave to elope with him? Yes, he might. That's my biggest. <laughs> He might. But I think I think he I think he uh, caught a little bit of an eye for Christian Vasquez in the playoff, and I think uh, I think he's okay now. Okay, uh, that's that's my hope. That's all you got. I think they got a new connection. All right. Number three, if someone were to be traded from the major league roster, who do you pick? I'm going with JBJ. <clears throat> Pat Porcello. Oh. oh ooh. Pat? Mm. 
Let me. <laughs> I, I, uh, if someone had to be traded, Eduardo Rodriguez. I'm, I'm going to tell Dave to explain his Rick Porcello. Okay, I don't want it to happen, and I did <laughs> not know the question was coming up, but I, I, I see my the logic behind my answer because it's Porcello's last year. You know, chances are you're not going to be able to afford him past this one year. I'm assuming we sign Evaldi to be a starter, so on paper right now you have Chris Sale, David Price, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, Rick Porcello, and uh, Nathan Evaldi as your, star- as your starters. Am I forgetting someone in there? I feel like I'm forgetting someone in there. All right, no, no, but, you're, th- you're 30 seconds is over. That's all you get. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, yeah. <laughs> on, on to the next thing. You lose. Uh, okay. Good day, sir. Um, Costs a lot of money. One year, can't afford them. Could I, get a lot back. All right. Yeah, so you could have just said that in like 10 seconds. Um, <laughs> I'm still learning the rules. Yeah, well, hey, you guys can call me out, too. It's a, this, is all, this is a whole thing. You guys can call each other out to explain. It's a good time. Um, uh, what number are we on? My number four. got all messed up. All right, four. Four, four. Uh, I, I literally, my numbers are one, two, four, three, six, six, seven. So that, that tells you how. That tells you how You're good at went. this. Chris, explain how that happened. Explain uh, how that happened. I had questions in here, and then like I had to readjust the questions, and then thirty okay. seconds. Yeah, time's up. Thirty yeah. seconds. Time's up, Chris. All right. So number four. With all the pitching names, with Bumgarner, Syndergaard, and the Indians rotation being offered in trades, who is the one guy the Red Sox should get? I know. No. I, I, you can't say no. you got to pick somebody. <laughs> no one. I don't want anyone. All right. All right. Dave's going no one. I'm going to say Carrasco of the Indians. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go no one like Dave. It's an odd question. For, you, you guys aren't even playing fun games. I'm going but if I had to go one and I'm playing by, by the rules, give me uh, give me Carlos Carrasco. I'm with you, Chris. All right, all right, cool. Cost the left, please. All right, these last these last couple are unrelated to anything baseball. Um, next week, I promise to have more questions, everybody, because I know we're all having so much fun here. Um, I don't know what number this is. Five, six, six, six. Five, 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 five. five yeah. One, two, yeah, three. I would keep it straight. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> I know we're on number five, but are we on Chris's number five, or are we on real number five? <laughs> I don't even have five, man. This is number six. <laughs> I don't even five. Number 12. Yeah, exactly. So, in honor of Thanksgiving, um, what is your favorite pie? I'm going with pecan. Pumpkin. Apple. Ooh, right. explain, Dave. Ooh. <laughs> 30 seconds, well, go. All right. Explain. I'm born in the USA. Rock, flag, and eagle. Nothing more American than apple pie. Apples are delicious. Pumpkin is, eh, and I'm not a nut guy, so pecans are right out. <laughs> all right. <Okay. laughs> Dave, you killed me with that one. I'm not going to lie. That, that killed me. All right. Okay. Pat, Pat what, how do you say pecan? Uh, I usually look. I, I I'm originally from the north, but I also um came the last twelve years. Thirty seconds. So I, it's either I I could say pecan. I could say pecan. It's literally <laughs> dictated on who's speaking. Like if, if it's someone who says pecan, is like, hey, do you like the pecan pie? I'll be like, I love that pecan pie. But then my mother asks me, hey, did you love 
Like, oh, I love these pecans. It just depends on who I'm trying to impress in that moment. Is that in 30 seconds? Sure. Um, (laughs) So, number six. This is actually number six, guys. Um, (laughs) So, I don't know if you will celebrate these, but if you do, Christmas or Thanksgiving. And I'm going with Thanksgiving. Halloween. What? Uh, Dave. Festivus. Dave, the Festivus guy? You're a Festivus for the rest of us, okay? All right, all right. Get the pole out of the crawl space and get your feet to strength ready. There you go. I will go Thanksgiving in seriousness. Okay. No, I need Dave to explain whatever the hell he just said. You don't know Festivus? (laughs) Oh, I... (laughs) This is a lot more than 30 seconds can explain. Watch Seinfeld... Just Google Seinfeld Festivus and watch the full episode. Yeah, you're okay, gonna, let's do All right, that, that's the fastest way to explain that, I promise. <laughs> okay. um, so the final question that I have for you. If you're sitting down and have some free time to, to do whatever, and you come to the consensus that you're going to sit there and veg out, do you watch a TV show or a movie? I watch a movie. I watch a DVD of a TV show. Ooh. That was too much for me to comprehend, Dave. Um, I'm going to go movie. Um, I, I, I need Dave to explain his old ways of having DVDs. Well, yeah, all, Always Sunny isn't on Netflix, and I love Always Sunny. I've got just about every season, and I've been in a kick of it lately, so I've got, like... Hulu. I feel like we've yeah, made... I'm, I feel not, like I'm not doing Hulu. Dave. I'm not paying for ads. Look, 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 look okay, Dave... Dave, Dave, I'm going to level with you. You can get a stu- if you go back to college right now. It's it's not that expensive to go to college. You can bundle Spotify, Hulu, and Showtime for 4.99 a month. I might don't wanna, think that's going to be the return on investment you think it is. Uh, I think it's a great return on investment. I'm living it right now. <laughs> All right. And, and that that ends the first ever segment of the rapid fire round brought to you by whoever wants to bring this to us. Um, yeah. Con pie. That, that brought out some. Everywhere. That brought out some pretty interesting things. Uh, we have some pecans and pecans. I can't count. Um, yeah, that's all I got for you. Yeah, that honestly, I enjoyed that. I'm still laughing at that one answer Dave gave about his apple pie <laughs> love. Put, I'm putting that on repeat forever. <laughs> I, can't, I can't get over that. I, but yeah, USA guys, baby. USA. Uh, nothing embodies the American spirit like an apple pie. But, yeah, that's actually going to do it for the 30th episode of the Red Wait, Sox. wait, wait. Before Whoa. you do, I've got, oh, okay. one, I've got one more pie take if you guys are down for it. It's, it's 3.14 this. Let's go. I, I mean, we gave, okay. you, we gave you 30 seconds before, and you only took, like, five of them to rattle off your American stuff. So, All right, cool. So uh, my grandma, my grandparents' family are from Amish County, Pennsylvania. They have this thing called shoe fly pie. It has nothing to do with flies. It has nothing to do with shoes. It's like a molasses blend, but it also has this thing called turkey gravy. You mix it in, and turkey gravy isn't made of turkey. It's just the name of the company. You mix it in, put it all together, put some bread crumbs on top of it. You get you like dunk it in milk, and if you like, if you make it right, it's delicious. If you make it wrong, it's terrible. But my dad can make it like a champ, and it's delicious. Great pie. This is the, I, I know the title of this episode, pie, the pie episode. Uh, yeah, well, mince meat we is terrible. Some, never had hmm? it actually. Mince meat pie. 
I've never, oh, I've never that just sounds. Meat just should sounds, not be in a pie. There's, there's sounds, one. There's another take for you. Yeah, minced meat should not be. I pie. did, no however, on my trip to Georgia, I had this delicious, like, sweet potato casserole. It was basically like a pumpkin pie, but it was made from sweet potatoes. So you could just sit there and eat it with your dinner. So you could have your dessert with your dinner. And that was the most exciting thing that happened to me. Southern culture, man. Yeah, man. I, I, I'm Old like, world. I, I, look, I, I was just like, I need this with every meal. Like, can I have this with every yeah. meal? Yeah. <laughs> That's what we have in the South here, Chris. Yeah, well, you know, it was, it was, there was way too much traffic for me. I'm, I'm good. I'll stay up here at the north. You're, where, you're okay. Where there's a lot oh, of no, traffic in general. you got more traffic there. Yeah, yeah I've, got, I've got more traffic, but I don't need to drive three hours to get where I'm going. I only need to drive a half hour. So How, the traffic creates me an hour versus five hours. That, that, I, I will give you that. <laughs> but yes, with, we're going to end here with the uh, 30th episode of the Red Sox Unfiltered podcast. You can listen to this podcast on numerous platforms such as SoundCloud, iTunes. And uh, shout out to our partners, The Grueling Truth, who occasionally post our podcast on their many platforms, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, and others, even YouTube. But, yeah, do you guys got departing thoughts before we officially sign out? Dave, uh, do you got any more pie takes for us? No, I'm just about all out of the pie. But if any of you guys ever find yourselves in Reading, Pennsylvania, drive like 15, 20 minutes south, you'll hit a small town called Robazonia. And pretty much anywhere in that area, like Robazonia, Myerstown, they sell the best shoe fly pie you'll ever have. Uh, Love have a it. Bite. Love it. What about you, Chris? What's your departing thought? I am ready to gorge myself on food. What kind of food? Mince meat pie? Oh, it's all, it's all Thanksgiving food. That's what's happening on Thursday. It's all Thanksgiving food. Oh, yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. From yeah. Red Sox Unfiltered to your, to your families, to ours. Do people say that? Yeah, that's a thing. Um, but Are we allowed to I, say that? Uh, happy Thanksgiving. We say it. I'm saying it. Can we say Happy Thanksgiving? Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. We, we, we set our own trails. That is, <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that, that'll, that'll do it. Uh, um. For those who are celebrating, have fun. For those who are not, have also have fun. Watch football. Football's on. Cowboys play. Lions play. No idea who else plays. Saints uh, play. Saints play. Who do they play? Um, uh, the Falcons, play. I think. Ooh, we got a good lineup. We got a good lineup. And for all those who have to brave the Black Friday holiday, as a fellow re- uh, retail worker myself, I will have to. Good luck. Yeah, but yeah, this is this is Patrick and Dave and Chris, and we're going to sign out of the 30th episode of the Red Sox Unfiltered Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Follow us at Bo Sox Unfiltered on Twitter, and we'll be back next week. Thanks, guys. Smell Bye, you later. Everyone.